The Morning Invasion brings you Shock Therapy Live featuring Pastor Nate Heitzig. Call now, 338-3700 or email us at studio at star fm. Call now, now, now. Yeah. Good morning, Nate Heitzig. Pastor Nate Heitzig. Good morning. Pastor's my first name. Nate right. Heitzig's my last name. Gonna be a fun show. Is it? Yeah, because yeah, the yeah, website's yeah. been down for days. Oh, uh, shout yeah. out to, uh, to Tech Ops. Wait, and, does anybody um, go there anyways? Because the our servers are down, then that means the we- nobody can send emails. Well, you said this last show. You said it's gonna be a fun show because we're not gonna have any like well, the phone lines. Still the fo- but no, but you said you but... said last time you said the phone lines down, so we're That's not gonna true. have any. That's true. Not gonna have a good show, and then that wasn't true. Yeah, no emails. Oh, you so, so you can't even go to the Outlook thing. Well, you can, but uh, the servers are down, so nobody can email in. Well, can't at, they just studio at star88.fm? Right, but star88.fm is our server, and the website's down, therefore, studio at star88.fm. Let me ask you a question. Does anybody yeah. care about any of that? Or do they just care yeah. that it doesn't Mostly work? Mostly people text in. It doesn't work. Text, most people text in. Yeah. Right. Nobody That's really true. like. We've already emails. gotten some great questions on the oh, text So line. you already lied to me then. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's great. Thank yeah, you. That's cool. I mean, if you don't want to hear these epic questions, then that's fine, man. You just want to do your own thing. <laughs> just that's saying. Cool. That's cool. Just saying. You always get my hopes up. Like, it's going to be a fun show. We're going to do mean, like nothing. I mean, and then it's like, hey, answer these questions. You always like, have to build it up, though, in a way. The first question was directly for Pastor Nate, actually. Oh, man. Yeah. It was about uh, the fact that there are rumors that off of the heels of Detective Pikachu, they are in fact building a Pokemon oh, cinematic universe. And how do you feel about that? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If that's true. That's what that's the rumors. If that's true, yes. then it's definitely gonna be the second best cinematic universe. Pokemon! Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Second question comes from Crucis Mike, who says, <clears throat> Can you please send me Nate's friend code for Pokemon Go? I will send him gifts from San Diego so he can get those distance eggs. Oh come on, I got I got a few of those distance <laughs> eggs. Unbelievable. These are, guys are still these are both Pokemon. real text. Pull up your screen. No, that's, hey, that's, to- that's literally hey, real. I'm pulling it up right now. I need you to right go now. to your screen time on settings. <laughs> no. No, I no. need you to. No. no, he wants to give I, the friend hey, code first. Hey, bro, be vulnerable. <laughs> be real. I hate you right now. All right, because Steve-O, did you see how much time he's spending on his contest of champions? How, did how, you how much time? T- t- take a guess. How many hours in the last, in the last seven, seven days? days on screen time? Okay, because mine on Netflix was six hours in the last seven days, okay, and that's kind of hot. That was days. his number one. And the, the thing is, I know you go to a lot of games, and I assume you played the whole time where you were a kid's games, like baseball games and stuff. I mean, Brody did start. So I'm going to say this week. 12 hours. Nope. That's good. That's good. 12 is nope. good. Nope. 12 is a good round. Number. How many? 17. 17 hours Whoa. in the last seven days. Whoa. Like on Bro. average, like almost five hours. Like at one point, it was over five hours that in one day. That was one day. You can't average okay, five so hours around that. Days. My, 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 around that. Hours. My most used is Safari. Oh, okay. At four hours and fifty nine minutes. Oh, that's wow. it. Wow. Yep. Wow. My second is Pokemon Go. <laughs> Dope. Four hours and thirty minutes. Jeez, okay, man. <laughs> the thing. Okay, the thing with that yeah. though is when I'm driving, I literally just keep it open on my lap. Oh, yeah, and I yeah. drive, and then I spin Pokestops as I drive you away. You Pokemon and drive? <laughs> well, yeah. you don't technically, I'm not playing. Like, I literally just drive, and I'm like, What's your friend code, dog? What's your friend okay, code? Okay, okay, let's see. <laughs> Hold on, I don't... I only have one friend on Pokemon Go. You know, because, I, you know I, I so much respect for you yeah. doing that. I'm glad that you did you that. You don't have yeah. respect for me. I do. I so, do now. They I do. want my trainer code? Are you, you ready, Steve-O? Six eight five one. Oh dang it! I'm not ready. <laughs> you weren't ready. I hate you. <laughs> a six eight <laughs> five one. 
8219 But now this is going to be immortalized on the podcast, and you're going to get so many dumb Pokemon requests. But I'm going to get a bunch of gifts. Yeah, That's dude. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Pokemon time. Come on, Nate. You oh, and that beard. My gosh. Oh, oh. Whoa. Here what we is go. That? Is that a Pokemon? Oh, oh. It's, Pokemon. It's rolling around in the ball. Here we go. Wow, that's like old school sound. Oh, it is. That's like <laughs> yeah. when it, the, the ball's like, shaking. Yeah. Are you? Do you want to like leave right now? And are you getting all? I haven't played Pokemon oh, Go. I gotta, I gotta go play forever. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. No. Not. Yeah. 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 We got a real question. It's good. <laughs> if you guys want, you know, I mean, th not that those weren't hey, real. I've got a cool <laughs> soccer thing. So <gasps> yeah, it's like not about United, Mexico United, but I'm going to London um this May, and okay. I'm gonna go see a Chelsea game. Ooh, are you serious? Yeah. Gosh, Isn't that you, fun. Man. That's cool. Dude, your beard looks. Epic, it's, Thanks, it's buddy. on point. It's so it's on point. so. You can show people. I'm I'm thinking about going Bradley Cooper and growing my hair out like the Star Is Born like Bradley Cooper hair. <laughs> Do it and having the beard and the hair. Yes. Are you turning into Jesus? I mean, look at his beard, guys. It's a pretty gnarly like, beard. Literally, it's it's uh. I it's still don't feel like it'd be Jesus. Dynasty, it's more like uh, Ryan Hurst. Like this is more. No, this is more like Opie from Sons. You yeah. Know well, right at that stage, but he's moving up, man. Yeah, he's yeah. he's. It's I don't want to let top. it get too long. I'm going to keep it about this length That's and good. just let it be full. Don't you be Jason Mills or Ryan I, Wiley. The thing like, is, because I don't want to grow my hair out and then look like David Crowder, because that's yeah, gross. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to stay away from that. Yeah. And like, I just like, yeah. See you. Man, I'm jealous of people that can uh, pull off the long beard and don't look like a terrorist. Because if I do it, I look like a terrorist. Dude. I don't know. I look like a jihad. This is the secret. Anyone looks like a terrorist if they don't comb, oil, and lotion their beard frequently. Mm. Because the, the hairs don't go, like, if you don't comb it, the hairs don't go down. Yeah. They go out, and you look just jihad. Mm -hmm. you, it doesn't look like good. That's true. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, it's Shock Therapy Live. Phone lines are open, and we definitely prefer you to call us at 505-338-3700 if you have a question for Nate. Or beard questions if you want to know how to maintain your beard. No, right. I, I swear you said beer questions. Beer. I'm like, I mean... Well, beers and beards kind of go together. They kind of do, although in my opinion, they don't, because if you're a stout drinker or something like that, more hearty, then you've got that weird foam on your top lip. It's just consuming anything in beards and mustaches yeah. don't go together because no matter what you drink or eat, it gets stuck in your mustache. Yeah. No. Do you like the koozie? The koozie. You know, a koozie for your beer? <laughs> okay. I'm not a koozie fan. No? Have you ever tried a koozie on your beer? Mm -mm. You know what's really weird? No. Whatever. I totally rocked a koozie this week for my LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do like, though? Because it's opening day for baseball, for, so Angel's Oh, yes. Thank you so much. You're the Who best. You? Avery oh, from Sopo bringing the coffee. Wow. What about breakfast for the rest of us? Nothing? No? Just okay. charge it to Nate. Cool. Breakfast burritos. Breakfast. Um, breakfast for the rest of us. God bless you, yeah. Avery. Um, what were, we, what were we talking about just a second ago? Uh, beer. Yeah, koozies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. So I was saying I don't like koozies, but I do like for any canned beverage, any uh -huh. canned beverage, whether yes, it's a LaCroix, ahead. a soda, a, a beer, whatever it, it is, yeah. the Yeti. So the Yeti, uh, they, they have like the Yeti oh, can yeah. holders. I can yeah. never afford one. They're called the Coolsters. Yeah. Oh, yes, you can. Know, They're right? like really? $19. They came down oh, in price? Only? <laughs> $19. <laughs> What's up, Mr. Netflix? <laughs> And how, how many how many subscription TV services do you have? Uh, my mom, real. my mom, she has all of them. That's true. That's technically true for me too. Oh my! So, I hate you both. I pay for all my own. The crap. only the only one oh, I pay I the only one I pay for 
The only one I pay for is Hulu, but okay. I use my parents' Netflix. And then I also, we canceled our cable. And like now every channel, you <gasps> can download an app. Day. You can download an app yeah. for any television channel and then log in with my parents' Comcast I account. The same thing. Hey. And then I can watch live yeah. TV. You're going to be at my house at two o'clock with your koozie? Angels opening day, bro. Two today? Days. Yeah. No, I'm worrying today. Mm. I don't do radio and I don't get to go home in the mm-hmm. early early afternoon. That's right. Yeah, 2 p.m.? You know how long we've been here by that point? No, no, but I'm saying the early, you yeah. don't go home at 2 p.m. You're the boss. Yeah, I still just can't leave when I want to because technically I still have a boss okay. over me. No, who, Jesus? My dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Who, yeah. Jesus? <laughs> and dude, you don't know the pressure. When The first thing my dad does yeah, when he walks in, real. the first let's thing my dad real. does when he walks in is he, is he says, hey, where's Nate? Oh. Hey, where's Neil? Those oh, are the first two people really? they ask for. And if we're not readily available, like yeah. literally when my dad comes in, Jackie yeah. texts me, your dad's here. Uh, and wherever I am on campus, yeah. I try to run back to my office hey, like, hey, oh, dad. Oh, oh, hey, hey, I'm here. Do you What's call up? him dad at work? I don't. Sometimes. Do you yeah, call him sir? So. No, boss I, I don't, man? Nope. Nope. Pastor Skip. The weird thing, when you're in, the, when I'm in the pulpit, I don't know what to call him. Call like when dad. I'm He's no because dad. like like if I'm trying to reference what you said last week, uh, oh, it sounds yeah, weird to say yeah. my dad last said week, my dad, <laughs> my dad that's, said. That so oftentimes we'll yeah. say Pastor Skip, and that feels weird that's too. Weird so there's too. just no yeah, good thing to say because no nobody wants to be that kid. Nobody wants to be that kid in the pulpit. It's like you know last week my dad said because <laughs> then it's like you're that kid yeah. in school. It's like my dad told me and then everyone wants to punch that kid. So like it's just what do you say? Yeah, it's definitely yeah. You can't win in that. I started just saying your pastor Skip. Your pastor Skip said. Oh, so it's not your pastor. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's no good there's way. There's no, no win. win. There's, there's no, no winning. Win. Did your dad oh, used to just throw down? Was that why you're like scared? I'm not like throw down as far as like like, like physically hurt. Are you, you trying I mean, to get to? A- <laughs> no, no. What I'm trying to say is like because you, you were just saying that you know when your dad comes to work, the first thing he's looking for you, and you're like you better be like ready is no, there was there like just, a time where my dad and i love this because i i very much can be a it's not good but i can be a workaholic as well my yeah. dad comes from that generation where it was like like you work hard like yeah. this whole idea mm-hmm. of like google giving people like naps during break and like this idea of like hey like like patagonia has like this policy that you can just take as much time off as you want whenever you want like mm-hmm. all this stuff it's really that stuff's really foreign to my dad and so he's got a very very hard work ethic and he expects people around him to have the same yeah, i like that and so like that was ingrained in me so part of it's like if he like he doesn't want to just walk around the campus and find that no one's in their office right. or that no one's yeah. working. Like he wants to know that people are working, that people are doing their job. Yeah. And so, so we should get rid he of, just has a strong work Should we work get rid ethic. of our nap pods then? <laughs> I'll, I'll cancel you. Dude, I'll let you know this. Text. The best nap pod on campus is the nursing mother's room. <laughs> Seriously? Because during the, week, during, during the week, no one is in there, obviously. There's comfortable chairs that don't get sit on what? often, so it's a good spot. And, and there's a private bathroom. What? So uh, also best place to poop nursing mother's room. <laughs> Am I going to find you in there? Like if we're, Dude, we're are we going like to run into each other? Are we going to run into each other? I'm just letting there? you know. Best place. Here's the the reason why it's the best bathroom to use on campus because it's the most lightly used bathroom. So mm-hmm. when the janitors clean it, it doesn't really get touched during the entire week. Yeah. So when anytime you go in there, it's private. If you like want, if you've got to like, you know, you know, you've got something fierce coming and you don't want anyone to be around when you're what? like. I can't when you're, you're doing that, everybody, your fishing hole, dude. That's Listen, the spot, man. <laughs> the spot. People what? are chiming in with what you need to call your dad, Padre. Padre. I do call my dad. Pa- I call my dad Padre, yeah. not, from the pulpit, not from the pulpit. But that's probably actually that's probably what I call him the most when I see him. It's say, "Hey, Padre." That's what I call him the most. You should call him Padre from the pulpit. No, my Padre once said, 
Dude, did you guys see that um, video of the Pope pulling his hand away from yes, people? Yes, I was telling them about we were that talking earlier. About it earlier. Wasn't it was that crazy? Really awkward. He had to let yeah. people kiss like, his hand. Like no, but yesterday like because uh, like, of it. But no, he go. No, I'm saying like there was a video that came out. He did mass yesterday. Get out of the way! I'm trying to talk oh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> and he he had to let people kiss his hand. Because it was like this big deal. And so well, it, it like, is like it's like that's like been hand. for like years. The way that you greet the Pope is by kissing his ring. But like, there's a couple people who like were holding on to, and he pulled hard. He's like, mm, but like, every person hard, was like, trying to do it. Me. You would think yeah. that somebody would be like, well, I guess he's not letting us. I was just hand. waiting for like, the person that the Pope slapped. Yeah, like slapped in the face. <laughs> Stop it! Yeah. Stop it! When this you're so when you're the Calvary Pope, will you make people kiss your hand? I will make people kiss my feet. Oh gosh. He's going to be a great pope, guys. <laughs> wow. I will rule with an iron fist. <laughs> an iron dove. An iron yes. an iron dove will float yes. above the stage. Mm, Talk to it. me. With pyrotechnics like Iron Maiden. Yes. yes. It's going to be good. Do this. Oh man. Your sermons are I will be, be a favorite. benevolent dictator. <laughs> <laughs> like like Loki. Like yes. Loki. I will be a benevolent god. Oh man. Guys, we got to go to break. No. Yeah, dude, shock that be lying. We actually do have real. Okay, text well, at least you, l- so. Steve, at least you lived up to your promise. The, the first quarter of this show has been a very fun show. Yeah, man. So. Yep. We, but we still learned some crazy things. Yeah, man. So I like this. Yeah, yeah. get an insight into yeah. Nate's You're like life. the Anakin of Calvary. So we need to know like what 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 it's like. No, I'll tell you you're where like the, the Luke. I'll Second tell you where command. the bodies are your hidden. Your dad is the Anakin. I'll tell you where the bodies are hidden. Your dad is Darth Vader. Or the Emperor. <laughs> yeah. Which what? one? Uh, no. I feel like, wouldn't Chuck be the emperor? Because he, like, started it, right? The movement. That's true. Yeah. We should know. really equate it more to the Rebel Alliance. I feel like that's And he's old. Yeah, Chuck's yeah, yeah. old. <laughs> Chuck was old. old was the old. emperor was old, too. He was very old. All right. Very old. Shock very that you live. Get your questions in. We'll uh, tackle those when we come back. Mm. Hang out. Time to call Chuck Therapy Live. Call Sal. It's good. It's like the South Park theme for th- shock therapy. Oh, I appreciate that. That was nice. One. That's cool. <laughs> That's totally what I thought. Oh my gosh. Yep. Well done, sir. Well done. All right, questions are pouring in. Five zero five five eight five. You, just, you don't really know. You just said it. I have it. no idea. That's what you say. It's it's the jargon <laughs> that personalities say. Jargon. 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 Although like Pandora, like Pandora's box. Yes. Yeah. 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 Panera's, Panera's box. box. Yeah. Panera's <laughs> totally, box. bro. Totally. Angora's box. Uh, uh, five zero five five eight five mm. live. That's five zero five five eight five. Five four eight three. Text and be a part of the show. Somebody texted and said, "If you're married and are unequally yoked, is there grounds for divorce? The relationship I'm in is toxic. Uh, they are an alcoholic and verbally abusive." Yeah. So, I mean, couple one the answer to your question, and then a little bit more information. Um, no, being unequally yoked is not grounds for divorce. The reason why is because when we sin, it doesn't give us an excuse. The way out of sin isn't to sin more. Was it a sin for you to get married and be unequally yoked? Yes. But is the answer to the remedy out of that sin to sin more? No. The Bible says, should we sin more that grace might abound? No. Um, The answer uh, always, as a matter of fact, when we look at technically someone being married to a non-believer, the Bible says uh, in, in the New Testament that we're supposed to remain married to that person because by our faith they might be saved. Um, there's this this incredible thing that happens when we, as a believer, are married to a non-believer. 
Um, and regardless of whether or not you did that because you're uniquely yoked or two non-believers get married and one of them gets saved, um, as they begin to observe the change in our lives, that can do something for them that can draw them to Christ. So that's the answer to that question. Biblically, no, that's not grounds for divorce. Now, in the idea of being physically and emotionally abused, I think based on what's happening there, that is definitely grounds for separation. I think you definitely need to see a counselor. I think you definitely need to separate, keep you. If you have kids, keep your kids safe. Um, and the Bible definitely does not encourage just allowing yourself to be hurt and wronged by somebody uh, over and over again. But at the same time, it's not grounds for divorce. It's grounds for separation. And so I would say you probably need to see a counselor. If you're being physically abused, you need to call the police uh, immediately. And you need to make sure that you protect yourself so that you don't get hurt. So that's brief Boom. answer to that question. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a good answer. Yeah. We have so many pouring in, guys. I'm sorry. So they're pouring in, right? Pouring now. in like Jurgen's lotion. Like yeah. how many? Give me a number. Uh, Thousands. One, two, three. Four. We can't even keep up. Four more. Does four questions account for pouring yeah, in? Yeah, dude. Pouring. Yeah. When I hear they pouring, are in, pouring in, when I hear pouring in, I think like the magic of radio, dude. Nobody can see. All right. Pouring in. Pouring in. It's like the world famous. You know, I used to call it the world famous. We got more than that, but we've got four real questions. Have you finished all the Marvel movies? No, we finished Ant-Man last night. We're okay, so we're right behind you. So we just okay. finished Age of Ultron. Dude, can I just say, that gets a lot of flack, and it's most it's down on everybody's list. Usually it's like, out of 22 films, it's usually like 19, I like 20th. it a lot. I love that movie. The opening scene of that movie is my yes. favorite opening scene of any Marvel oh, movie. Oh, dude, it's fantastic. That I one saw... scene where they're all jumping in, in their midair, it's like that superhero shot. Yes. Like, it's just great. It's a, and that's the first one where you really see Hulk is yep. a superhero. Yep. That he's not just this mindless green monster that he can it. think when he's that green Dude, machine. You've got the origin of Vision in there. Dude. You've got Scarlet Witch. You've got and and come on, Quicksilver was an incredible character. Short. And also, but, what I love about that one too, that's the first one that really introduces the idea that through all these movies, they're actually connected. Up until that point, you don't realize Dude. that all these stones are connected. That's the first one where Thor yep. really hints. It's like he, it's one of the Infinity Stones. Yep. I haven't realized there's a game afoot. I'm gonna go figure out what's happening. And that's I mean, so that's the first. One that uh, really that's the first movie that ties in the Marvel cosmic universe I with agree. the Marvel's Avenger universe. I think it's really good. It's I, one of my favorites. Same, same. And so I was looking at everybody's lists of like their favorites and worst, and it's usually like 20, 21, 22, like dead last. And I'm going, the movie's fantastic. It, no, come on. I just think it's yeah. Anyways. It's really, really, really good. Yeah. Okay. I really like I'm it. I'm glad you like it. I'm going through and I'm I'm like ranking them as I'm watching them. Where did that one rank for so, you? So right now that's currently seventh. Okay, what is, what's above it? Uh, Winter Soldier number one. Okay. That one's brilliant. I need to rethink this one, because right now, Avengers number two, because it was the first time you saw the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, brilliant. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. There was nothing like that at the time. Yeah. Number five, I've got the original Iron Man, and then honestly, yesterday, I was having a battle because we watched this movie. I put Ant-Man six right wow. above Avengers Age of Ultron. I know. Wow. I love Peyton Reed and I loved Edgar Wright who wrote it and was supposed to direct it. And I think that movie was kind of the the first big solo shot of a character's origin story that wasn't the stereotypical origin story. Mm. I really liked it. Okay, so you know what I watched the other day that really bothered me? Because <laughs> I didn't realize it. So I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. And it really bothered me that they were that Ego referred to himself as a celestial. 
because yeah. he's not a celestial. I mean, that we know. What if he is? What if no, he's, he's not? He's a, he's, a, he's a living planet. Yeah, ego is a living planet. So if you look at the comic lore, he was not that a celestial. That one's lower on my list. I did love. And Yon what what bothered what, what what bothered me about that is we had already seen the traditional celestials celestial. in the nowhere. We saw nowhere, and we saw mm -hmm. when they were talking about the Infinity Stones, <laughs> we actually saw a celestial using that big staff and like wiping out yeah. a civilization. Yeah, that was the, that was in the. So first we had audience. already seen real celestials, and then they throw in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. This isn't comic score. Can you corner. get on with the Sorry. questions? Oh, yeah. Man. Fair enough. Bossy. <laughs> I'm not sending you a friend request on Pokemon Go. Yeah. You're going to get a Pokemon No. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah. For several years, I've struggled with bad dreams. For the last few weeks, they've gotten pretty intense with the end of days type dreams. Friends dying, overall death in general, guy with knives for fingers jeez any advice on how to handle the situation oh. i just made up the freddy krueger part oh, okay <laughs> it's like oh my god i was gonna Sorry. say stop watching freddy krueger <laughs> yeah, and yeah, sister yeah. hands no but seriously friends dying overall death in general any advice on how to handle the situation any scriptures to read so well, number one don't read into it too much yeah uh, there's a lot of people that i know that have a dream and they think that it's like prophetic and it's like this is gonna happen this is gonna happen my wife struggles hardcore with bad dreams like she has really really bad dreams yeah. yeah and she has to really purpose in her heart not to dwell on it yeah and it used to be when we were first dating and married she would really put too much stock in them and believe that they meant something but i find for me most often our dream life is simply a reflection of what our thought life is dwelling on yeah so if our thought life is dwelling on things, our dream life reflects that. Yeah. Also, our dream life frequently reflects what we're thinking about last before we go to bed. Mm -hmm. So if we're watching scary movies before we go to bed, if uh, you're prone to worry and you're prone to worrying about death, you're prone to worrying uh, about the, the end times right. and judgment, oftentimes you'll worry about those things as you're in bed and mm -hmm. as you're thinking about that and dwelling on that and you go to sleep, your dream life is a reflection of that thought life. Yeah. So what I always encourage people if they're struggling with dreams is put yourself into a place where as you go to bed, you're putting your mind on something else. Yeah. So as you're going to bed, like listen to worship music. As you're going to bed, watch a funny movie. Mm -hmm. As you're going to bed, um, read scriptures, encouraging scriptures, like read read something that's an encouraging yeah. uh scripture rather than like if you're scared of judgment and end right. times and then also do some study on biblically what end times is i think mm -hmm. a lot of christians are scared of end times because we don't understand what it is and and we don't understand that really that judgment um that we see in the end times is really uh the final step before god's love yeah. so it's like the, the the judgment of god leads to the love of god and vice versa the love of god leads to the judgment of god if we refuse the love of god it leads to the judgment of god yeah um and so it's this i think you have to have a biblical understanding of the end times and also i'm not scared of the end times because i don't think i'm going to be here when it happens yeah. as i look at the bible and as i look at the rapture and the end times i really believe that we're going to be raptured before we have to go through all that judgment yeah. and the the uh the seven year tribulation so anyways do some research on that that can help yeah um, get a book to help you with that. There's a, my dad wrote a book called You Can Understand the Book of Revelation because a lot of people start reading Revelation they're like dragons, women riding on dragons. What? what? <laughs> um, so get a book that can help you understand that as well. Um, have you guys ever had the same dream more than once? Like the exact same dream? I used to have one singular recurring dream. Me too. So when they talked about this, I'm like, man, I remember when this happened to me because it was literally me. Um, 
hanging out. The sky turns red. An angel of the Lord comes and starts sounding the trumpet. And in the dream, I'm panicked because I'm trying to find my brother oh, wow. because I don't think he's going with me. Mm. And that's what it was every time, was trying to find Scotty, and I yeah. never found him. So wow. finally, I just had to talk with my brother. Like, hey, bro, apparently my subconscious is worried about your salvation. And we had a really great conversation off of it, and I've literally never had that dream ever again. Wow. And so I think sometimes we can be so focused on something. Like... Listen, to all of our friends out there that are struggling with anxiety, I think sometimes we cause our anxiety by dwelling on our anxiety. Yeah. Like, it's like, my sister used or to Or dwelling on the with, reoccurring dream. Yes. My I had a creepy oh, reoccurring dude. dream when I was, like, when I was in high school, Okay, I had a reoccurring dream, and it was, the creepy dream about it is I would wake up in the dream, and I was in my bed, and everything in the house was the same, so it felt like I was awake yeah, in my yeah. dream, Yeah, and I walked down the hall in my parents' room and I came in and my parents were both dead in their bed with their heads oh cut off. Oh my Lord. gosh, are you kidding me? And, and 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 so and then it would always end and I would know in my dream that there was someone in my house and they were still in the house and my parents were dead. And I would so I, I would wake up knowing someone's in my house and I'm gonna be I'm gonna die. Wow. And I had that reoccurring dream for like a gosh. month straight. Wow. How old are you? I was probably like 16, <laughs> 17. Okay. Scare the crap out probably of me. Probably don't no. watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre before bed. No, literally it was, it was, I, I realized it. it was because I was watching like scary movies. Knew it. It was because I was watching scary movies and then the, the, I had that dream once and it freaked me out so much that I had it once that I dwelt on that thought yep. and it freaked me out. So I was like, oh my gosh, what is that? It freaked me out. It, it, it did something so much to me that I couldn't stop thinking about it and it caused me to keep having that dream. Dude, it was what's, scary. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Scariest movie. Scariest movie? Yeah. Define scary. It's I just so want to know. Subjective. But that's the thing. Like, like I don't get scared okay, anymore it, in movies, it's, but it's, back it in would the day. It, it would probably be so like it it would probably be like one of those like paranormal activities yeah, or, like the um, or um there was uh there was one sinister. Sinister was really scary. Oh, right, yeah. Anything yeah. that has a spiritual element scary to me. Yeah. Like now when I see like chainsaw yeah. slasher, right. it's yeah. not scary. Because I see him and I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Right. It's funny to me now when I yeah, watch those. Exactly. But like the spiritual element ones, that freaks me out because there is like I'm like, oh yeah, that's that like there is a very spiritual element going on yeah. in, in the world, and like mm -hmm. that that stuff scares me. Yeah. The person said they actually watched Black Panther before bed, and that's the night they started getting the end of days dreams, which is really weird. Huh. Um, but seriously, I do. I, I guess honestly, that makes sense because like Black Panther, I, I don't his know. father like Mufasa. Yeah, I don't like know. he's in the tree. Mufasa. Now I was just thinking Infinity War. In <laughs> yeah. Infinity War, I could see that, oh, but it yeah, like, yeah. feels like yeah. I had a family member who suffered with insomnia, and part of the problem was every it hit like a certain hour at night, like seven p.m., and she just would start panicking. Like, okay, um, all right, I'm supposed to take a bath. I'm supposed to do this. I got to read these scriptures. But it was like just the process of trying to calm her brain down was causing her brain so much more panic and stress. And I think a lot of times when people deal with anxiety like that, I've, I've dealt with it. I get it. But we start to like focus so hard on us. Yeah. It's the most selfish thing in the world. And and we've got to just put it to bed. Like, seriously, no yeah. pun intended. Like, I, I think sometimes we overly focus on it and... And if we're really reading scripture to draw away from ourselves and truly like get in tune with what God's trying to show us in that moment, that's one thing. But I think sometimes we have these like, yeah. okay, I got to read this scripture and I got to do this and I got to do this. And then that's why like, I say it's thought life. Like it's I, I, dream life like, is a reflection of thought life. So yeah. what I would do is instead of looking at your dream life and saying, how can I fix that? Ask yourself, what, what is your thought life dwelling on? And are you dwelling on these same thoughts that you're dreaming of and figure out how to solve that? Mm -hmm. All right. On that note. But we have so many questions. 
Shock Therapy Live continues okay. with Pastor Nate Heitzik. And questions are pouring in like crazy. Can we start calling me Nate Fightzig and like Fightzig's my oh, code name? I like Fightzig. Fightzig? Yeah, Fightzig. Yeah. Fightzig. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Hang on. Seriously depressing, shock therapy live. No realist stories to make you cry. It's shock therapy live. I feel like this hasn't been a super depressing show, though. It's not. That's just bad DJing right there. What did you just DJing? DJing. I'm a personality. All right. Okay, fine. Bad personality. Politically incorrect. This isn't a PC show, so. Oh, by the way, you're not supposed to use the word cyclist anymore? Why? Uh, politically incorrect. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a human on a bike. Yes. That's not real. It is. Okay. Steve, back That's to you. dumb. Uh, somebody chimed in and said, running a little late, making a pit stop. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What? Wrong. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> yeah. They oh, texted they texted the wrong Somebody else said, I'm now friends with Nate on Pokemon Go, and I need to know, why are you evil, Team Rocket? I don't know. Okay, I like that. Okay. Why do people like Darth Vader? Because uh, he's the best? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, real question. My daughter is a young teen dealing with gender confusion and homosexual feelings. Advice? I've raised her up in the Lord all of her life. I remember talking to Phoenix about this very thing when I had young kids and I was wondering, like, when, what's going to happen? And how, do you, how would you inevitably tackle something like this? And the first thing to know that Phoenix actually said was, hey, remember this. We're all human beings. We're all curious. And we all naturally are going to have these questions and confusions. So yeah. one, don't freak out. Like, that's what he told me. And mm. they they didn't. They haven't. You know, but it was just like when we were talking to somebody about this, this was kind of the answer. Like, these are natural moments. Some, some times. And some people tend to, like, linger on them. And other times people tend to become so angry or whatever about it that it causes I would, them to what i would just say is what i would the way i would put it is we all have a sin nature yes we all have a sin nature and that manifests itself differently so it shouldn't be surprising when our kids struggle with sin yeah it, it we should expect that they're going to struggle with sin yeah. now it can be a little alarming to us when the specific sin that they begin to struggle with is something that we ourselves might not have struggled with because as a as a as a dad growing up you know like like for me i'm like all right i know when i got to have that conversation with my son about you know pornography or i got to have that conversation with my son about um you know the 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 sexual fantasies or about the the desire that he has to look at women like i'm ready for that but like we don't as a as a man we prepare ourselves for that to have that conversation with our son if our son all of a sudden says well i like men we have a hard time with that because we don't know what advice to give them because we've never struggled with that. Yeah. So I, I understand this idea that it can be alarming to not understand how to communicate with your kids in these areas. But I would say what 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 has happened to them, if they have this desire, it's not necessarily a reflection that you were a bad parent or you raised them improperly. I think that's our first question as parents with somebody that happens to say, well, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Well, nothing. Adam and Eve did something wrong. They brought sin into the world, and this is simply a reflection of the sin nature that each and every one of us has. What I would encourage you to do is don't treat it differently than another sin. Um, don't let it become this like scarlet letter where it's like, well, you need to see a therapist, or you need to do this. I would say don't treat it differently than another sin. Let, encourage them and say, look, like yes, we all have desires that stem from the sin nature within our heart. 
it's not wrong to have those desires, it's wrong to act on those desires. And so the Christian life is all about self-control, taking up your cross and denying yourself and walking with the Lord. And that's the same whether or not you desire uh, to do drugs, whether or not you desire to look at women um, in a sinful manner or to look at men in a sinful manner. Uh, it's all, it, sin, sin is level at the foot of the cross. And the second we as the church and his parents start treating one thing differently than another thing, and I find a lot of parents will shame their kids when their kids struggle with a sin that they've never struggled with. That's not the answer. Yeah. As a dad, don't shame your son if he's struggling with homosexual tendencies. Don't shame your daughter if she's struggling with um, same-sex tendencies. Don't shame them because that's just going to ostracize them and push them away. Yep. You still need to be a listening ear. You still need to understand. You need to talk to them. And as a as a as a dad, if your son comes to you and says he's struggling with the uh, attraction towards boys, give him the same advice that you would. Give him if he came to you and said he was struggling with the attraction towards girls. The only difference is with the attraction towards girls and boys is with, obviously, if my son comes to me and says he's has an attraction towards girls and he's struggling with being pure, I say, look, it's natural for you to have those desires and it's natural for you to want a, to, to, to have a wife. You can't do that, obviously, if he comes to you and tells you having those desires towards boys. You have to say, look, that's not. A godly desire it's not a good desire and so but anyways don't treat it differently in the sense um of shaming them for those kind of feelings shaming yeah. them for their desires rather have a conversation with them be a listening ear um i encourage you to get your, a youth pastor involved depending on the age of the kid get a youth pastor a kid's mm -hmm. pastor involved um allow them to communicate because i know our youth pastors deal with this all the time and so they have a lot of great advice and a lot of places to go to help kids with this so yeah okay Thanks, man. Do demons know they are demons? Oh, come on. I thought we said we weren't going <laughs> to ask this question. Well, this is, there's, there's like multiple ones coming in. So that's just the first, that's like a first parter. Yes. <laughs> right? All right. I mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Of course they know they're demons. Of course demons. they know they're demons. Yeah. yeah. They're demons. Yes. Go read uh, Screw Tape Letters. Um, yeah. Now, does someone <laughs> who's demon possessed know they're demon possessed? I would say no. Uh, can a Christian be demon possessed? Can a Christian no? Can a Christian exactly. be demon possessed? Exactly. Yeah, they can no. be oppressed, right? I think yeah. there are far too many. And look, because people are chiming in, and we've we've had like multiple ones similarly on um, mental disorder type things. To which I've already told one person, like, "Hey, bro, talk to a psychologist because these are more of a psychological question than they are like a um, biblical yeah. question." But from a biblical standpoint. That's why I wanted to answer those questions. Yes, demons are aware that they're demons. Yes. Um, can a Christian be possessed by... Uh, no. No. Can they be oppressed? Sure. Yes. Um, do you need to stop watching stupid movies? Possibly. Yeah. I think sometimes we hang on to some pretty crazy ideologies that aren't based upon scripture, mm -hmm. and we allow ourselves to think like, listen, this is... You just don't understand because you don't know. Yeah, totally. Um, and we are told in the book of Corinthians, first Corinthians, that there's nothing that has overtaken you that is not common to man. And so stop thinking you're the only one. Stop thinking no one can help you. Seek professional help. Talk to somebody um, because all you're doing is ostracizing yourself. Yeah. And get over it. Ooh, man, you sound like my mom right there. Listen, here's Jeez. why. I was that kid. This is why we're not doctors. No, because I wouldn't be able to do it 
I wouldn't be able to because I was that kid. Mm. My father died when I was six. I had I had a, a total chip on my shoulder. I, w- I was entitled and I allowed, m- I, I went to some really dark places mentally. Mm. And it, I look back now and I get angry thinking about myself then because it was kind of pathetic mm. because I allowed myself to be controlled by my emotions. Because truly, when it comes down to a lot of it, it is very emotional. Yeah. And then you start getting into like the chemical imbalances and oh, this and that. But then you'd have to look at the studies that say, well, is it really a chemical imbalance or could it just be a healthier diet? Because seriously, like there are different studies on everything. So, yeah. But I, th- I would say this. There's some things that are chemical imbalances and there's some and things that are straight mental illness. Absolutely. And like I, I, one thing I hate within the church is the church ostracizing people with mental illness. And a lot of times we think, and I've seen a lot of people who straight up just need to see a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. They straight up need to see a doctor. Yep. But they're too caught in this idea. It's like, well, I'm a Christian. And I just believe that mm. the, like, God's going to give me power to overtake that. And look, yeah, maybe he will. But chances are you need to see a doctor. Yep. Amen like, to that. Because on the flip side, somebody said, um, well, how are we justifying doping people up for depression when the scripture has everything we need for life and godliness? How are we justifying giving people chemotherapy when they have cancer? <laughs> right. That's a dumb question. <laughs> how are you justifying going to the doctor and getting Novocaine when you get your teeth pulled? Do you want to really pull that card? <laughs> yeah. Go to the doctor. Next time you go to the dentist, bro, who said that, <laughs> go to him and say, hey, I don't want Novocaine because I'm controlled by the Holy Spirit. And I believe he's going to give me the power to take yeah. over that pain because he's giving gonna... me everything for life and godliness. Amen. So just go ahead and pull those buggers out and don't give me any medicine. Amen. That's such an ignoranus statement. Yeah. Ooh, gosh. Yeah. Whoa. No, it is. It bothers me when people say that. It yeah, really no, no. bothers me. I agree. I agree. I was on Wellbutrin for years due to depression, and it really, I was able to not, I mean, this was when I was a child. Yeah. Um, but I understand what you're saying, and I would hate it because guess what? All it does is cripple people's faith because you're, in essence, telling them that they're not a strong enough believer because yeah. if they truly trusted in the Lord, yeah. they'd have everything they need. Go tell and that tell that to the U.S. Not, government when you not, go to certain countries that require you to get uh, shots before you go, so that you don't get like <laughs> malaria. <laughs> malaria. Yeah. Go yeah. go to that country and say, "Well, I just believe that God's going to take care of me, so I don't want those shots." They just won't let you go to the country. Yeah. It's just it, I, I really hate that. I really, really, really hate that. What are you angry about, <laughs> dude? That <laughs> I know. Comment. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Okay. Pokemon, no. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, gosh, man. <laughs> we had questions? No, we, we've, got, we've got so many big questions. Okay. <clears throat> got eight minutes, dude. I know, right? I'm in a situation. My daughter lives with my mother for reasons out of my control. A lot of things going on, but the crux of the situation is this. I've been asking for years to get help with the relationship between my daughter and I, and even between my mom and me. She's denied every chance she could and says she isn't the one who needs counseling, that I'm the one who needs it. So I've been going to a biblical counselor. My daughter goes to a state counselor. Her counselor said that she believes it's beneficial for her if grandma and I sat down and started working on things between us. My mom claims to follow Christ, but has repeatedly shown hate toward me and and is teaching my daughter hate. She's recently told me that her only concern is for the, my daughter, which translates to, I don't care for you anymore. I'm done with you. I've told her time and again, I forgive her, but she has told me she does not want or accept my forgiveness. At what point do I just walk away and leave this situation entirely? Love endures all things, but at what point do I stop trying to fight and pray that one day my daughter sees the truth and learns to love me again? Or should I still keep fighting knowing that that may never turn around? 
I've done everything I know to do, and she just doesn't want to face the issues between us, issues that I've been trying to address for years. Well, I there's a lot more going on here, simply by the nature of two things. One, if your daughter is living with your mom and your daughter is seeing a state counselor, it means that you have probably done some things in your life that the state has pulled your daughter from your home and put her in your mother's home. At some point, the state deemed that you were an unfit mother for some reason, um, whether that was drug addiction, whether that was crime, you were in prison, something happened that they pulled your daughter from your home and put her in your mom's home. Um, and so this might just be the spirit of discernment. My gut is telling me it's probably drugs um, and that you have probably struggled with an addiction or abuse of a substance for a long time. And your mom has probably heard many, many times, I'm going to try it, I'm going to get clean, I'm going to get clean. And you've continued to relapse into that. And so your mom is probably struggling with an idea of you now coming and having found Jesus and saying you're seeing a biblical counselor and and you're changing and you forgive her. And she's thinking in her mind, why do you need to forgive me? You're the one who's dealt with this for your entire life. And I have, and this is the reality. I tell parents all the time who their kids are stuck in addiction that at some point they need to allow, just like the prodigal son, they need to allow their kids to go off and trust that God's going to bring them to their knees. Your mom might be in this season of life where she's like, look, it's great for you to say this, but I've heard you say this a, a thousand times until I see change over a prolonged period of time. I, I don't want one. I don't want you to hurt your daughter. And number two, um, I've seen this many times. So again, I, I'm having a lot of assumption here because I don't have all the details of what right. happened. But typically, in any situation, if a daughter is taken, if a kid, a child is taken from their parents and put with the grandparents, and they're seen a state counselor, it's because something like that has happened. So that's a lot of assumption there. Yeah. Um, and so I would say my answer to that would be: let your life, let your light shine before men. Let your life be a testament to what you're saying. Let these changes that uh, that that have happened in your life become visible to your daughter and also to your mom. And wait for wait for that opportunity when um, when your actions become visible, and then pursue that is probably what I would say. Okay, I like that. Without knowing the full detail of the story. Got it. We got a couple minutes. My brother was married. He's a Christian. His wife was not. Uh, she believed in Navajo traditional ceremonies. Five years later, they have left and gotten back together like every other year. They'll get a divorce. Then they'll start getting back together. Well, they got a divorce and my brother started going to church obediently. And just the beginning of this year, he went back to his ex-wife again. She is still not a believer. I am afraid for him. He tells me he prays daily and that's it. I can't understand why he can't just leave her. <laughs> Sorry, should have read the whole question. <laughs> yeah, it's not really, it's not really cool. a question. Cool. It's just cool. like, <laughs> okay, cool, yeah. cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not them, and until you walk them out in their shoes, <laughs> exactly. Don't even try and pretend. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Nate, do you know why his brother keeps going back to his Navajo wife? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> so good. Uh, Sorry, guys. That was amazing. <laughs> what did I miss? Once you go Navajo, you can't uh, say no. Is that the answer? Um, uh, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know if I should laugh at that or not, so I'm not going to. <laughs> I don't want. I'm moving on. 
That's a, I, oh, okay. I, I mean, that's a, it's not really a question. We There's not really on. anything so to say. I know. Moving on. So here's a real question. Huh? The person that chimed in earlier about justifying doping up people was like, hey, bro, that was a serious question. Because here's the thing. If there's no blood testing for whatever chemicals are supposedly unbalanced in a person's body, how can we justify doping people up for depression? The reason I ask is my daughter is always depressed due to the negative results of her behavioral choices that she is making. Her disobedience is a choice, but people keep trying to tell me to put her on medication for depression. However, we can clearly see that her depression is caused by her bad choices. But my question is, can you clearly see that? I, I, I never advise people to just self-medicate. Yeah. Go to a doctor. Doctors can do blood tests. Doctors can do things to measure measure the serotonin levels, to measure uh, the the chemical the chemical balances in your brain to see where you're at. I know this because my wife is on antidepressants. I know this because my mom is on antidepressants. I know this because there are chemical imbalances that can be measured. And so when when I say um, it's it's an arrogant thing to judge someone else who's on medication and say we're just doping people up. If we're self-medicating, yes, but if they've gone to a doctor and they've actually gotten something diagnosed by a doctor, to tell them that they shouldn't be doing that is the same thing like telling a cancer patient who's been diagnosed with cancer because of blood work to tell a cancer patient they shouldn't take chemotherapy. Or again, so that's where I say that. So what I think you should do with your daughter is that you should take her to a doctor mm -hmm. and let a doctor actually diagnose her and determine if she actually has depression. Yep. If she doesn't, don't put her on medication. If the doctor says, well, it looks like everything's fine. I just think that you're depressed, but we could try antidepressant. No, if she doesn't have an actual medical condition for it, then I agree. You need to yeah. look at other areas because yep. there is a spiritual battle to it, but there's also a physical element to it as well. Amen. All right, Nate Heitzik. Pastor Nate Thank you. I thought we were calling him Fight Six. Fight Six. Because he's been feisty today, feisty man. He's today. like ready to yeah, fight dude. people. But man. I did make four new Check friends fight. on Pokemon Go, so. <laughs> That's cool. That's real cool, man. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Oh, man. Have a great day, it's you guys. A good show today, guys. It was all right. Oh. It was pretty good. Oh, okay. Well, it might be our You best. didn't contribute much, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't hear the other three hours, dude. All right? Okay. Uh, What's up, bro? Yeah, yeah, bro? Yeah. What's up, bro? Yeah. Take so a swing, good, bro. bro. Yeah. Right here, bro. <laughs> What's up with you and the South Park stuff going on today? I know. I played like three this morning. It's crazy. You heard? You missed my Cartman uh, Lady Gaga this morning. Yeah, oh, that's man. True. Yeah. That's true. All right. We got to go. Bye. Birthday. See you. Bye. That's all we got. There ain't no more. That's right. Time is tight. It's the end of the show. <laughs>